Hey everyone, Cooper here, host of the fine podcast you're listening to. I just want to let you know that the episode you clicked on has a format that is very heavily inspired by a podcast called The Bookening. To be clear, our thoughts and opinions in this episode are our own, but the format is very similar to this podcast. I just wanted to give you a heads up and give credit where it is due. With that out of the way, enjoy the show. Welcome to the screening. Today's screening will be... The host mr cooper cobbs and joining me today i have a very special friend and guest on the podcast his name mr quinn Roarm. quinn welcome to the podcast uh, happy to be here yeah well i think you deserve a little bit of an introduction so i met quinn a couple of years ago when i first started speech and debates you we were fast friends and if you are or you were a patron who supported this podcast at around ten dollars a month then you would know that me and quinn did a bonus episode on soul like a long time ago i forget when but it was a great, great podcast. We had a lot of fun talking about it. I had a long talk about it as well. And uh, when I thought, hey, let's do the Batman, uh, Quinn came to mind because he's got a lot of thoughts on these sort of things. And I know he loves a lot of comic book stuff as well. So yeah, I'm, the, I'm the type of nerd who actually reads comic books still. <laughs> anyway, any, any other words of introduction that you need to give our listeners? Uh, I have been a, uh, I've been a big uh, Batman fan in general. I've watched uh, a lot of it. I mean, I've just watched a lot of Batman movies in general. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I just want to like show that like this movie isn't exactly like, you know, people are putting it off just because like the star and everything. And I'm just like, let's, let's, let's remove those connotations and all that. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess, you know, I I think we did this last time we do baggage, right? So you just kind of give your history with Mm-hmm. um the said property so if you want to go ahead and give more in-depth like history of you and batman all right well so i mean batman of course was like one of the first superheroes i ever knew and all of oh, that yeah. which you know i mean that's it's kind like of just batman and spider-man and superman, yeah, batman and superman three. Yeah. i've always been just as batman as a um character i just never felt like in the movies they never got the character right it's like if you get the billionaire if you get the bruce wayne part down you don't have the Batman down. All right. If you have the Batman part down, you don't have the Bruce Wayne part down. If you have the billionaire part, which every movie does have the billionaire part, you don't have the detective. And the problem I saw with all these Batman movies, like there is no detectiving in this, in any of these stories because Batman's like the world's greatest detective. That's how he started. Yeah. And also not to brag, but I might've, um, might've uh, foreseen um this movie because uh sometimes my sister and i like to watch really really bad movies and we decided to rewatch one of the twilight movies <laughs> and since robert pattinson plays a plays a, a vampire i'm just like vampire what's next batman and then here we are <laughs> not saying that, that i called ironic. it but i called it yeah it's kind of all i have really so yeah well, well i guess real fast what are your thoughts on you say you've seen a lot of batman movies do you have any thoughts on either the Burton movies or the Nolan movies that you'd like to give? So the Burton movies are good. The first one's really good, actually. Like, I honestly love, love that one. The problem with it, though, is, uh, and with both, 
uh, it's kind of just with Tim Burton himself. I love the director, but just his style is just, I don't know. It's like comedic and then dark, but they don't mix together at the same time. But then they that do. Sounds... It's a mixed bag. Yeah, that sounds about and right then, from what I've heard. Yeah, and then with the Nolan ones, I liked it, but I always felt that like Batman kind of played not that much of a role in it. Not that like if you took him out of the story, it would be the same, but more like he just wasn't the primary focus. It was always about Ra's al Ghul or Bane or Joker and all that. Yeah, and to be fair, Joker, I mean, Heath Ledger does just steal that movie. I mean, yeah, he I mean, even he... if they did make Batman the center fo- focus, I mean, he would have just stole it anyway. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. All right. So, Cooper, what bag have you got with this? Yeah, I mean, pretty similar. I mean, I've known Batman for forever, I guess. And for some reason, I ha- I have not seen uh, a lot of Batman movies. I've never seen the Burton movies. I've only recently seen the Nolan movies. I think my first Batman I ever saw might have been the terrible 2017 Justice League by Joss Whedon. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So yes, I know. Anyway, okay, terrible well- movie. I, I will stand behind Ben Affleck's Batman, just him as a character. I think Ben Affleck plays a good Bruce Wayne. I think he plays a good Batman. I like him a lot as Batman, and especially in um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, which came out last year. Um, yeah. I think yeah. another another thing to say is the Batman v Superman, which I have seen, or oh. Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice, or whatever it's called. Um, I don't know. It, he plays an okay Batman. And I think we can agree the best best scene from that movie is the opening scene, right? Where yes, he's the, in human clothes fight, and he's just running on the ground. A warehouse fight scene is also really, really I, good. I really watch that like once every two weeks just because I'm like, ha, ah, just need that. Yeah, uh, but then the other scene is the very first scene. It's a flashback on Superman's fighting Zod and then from Man of Steel. And then he's running where all the buildings are crashing, running towards everything. And that's a really good Batman scene. Anyway, I like I like that part. Inclusion uh, Spider-Verse was had great promise, just executives do not like him. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he did. Uh and then uh, Nolan's Batman movies. I don't like Batman Begins one bit, honestly. Right. I think oh, it's wow, you wow, I did not know it's like that much of a hatred. <laughs> yeah, first of all, I think the action is terribly done in that movie. There you can't see what's happening. It's all the bad Jason Bourne style. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Um, I think the plot is silly. Oh no, they're infecting the water supply. Like, come on. And the third act of that movie is just, I don't know, it's its not its not great. But but they, I, they, they did Scarecrow um, dirty, that's what I'm just going to say. Yeah, I mean, Cillian Murphy's a good actor, and he's hes okay as, as Scarecrow. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, but the second act's pretty good when he's becoming Batman, he's figuring out all that kind of stuff. That's a good. Um, and then Dark Knight, I love. I think it's awesome. I think the ending is kind of silly. I run because they need me to run. And that, that part. But I mean, the Joker is awesome and the story is pretty good. So I like it a lot. Um, and then Dark Knight Rises. I don't like it as much as Dark Knight. And I don't hate it as much as Batman Begins. So it's kind of in the middle, but I don't think it's great. Hmm. Then this movie came out. So there's right, that. Let's get into the movie itself. Let's get into the movie. Uh, should we talk about Robert Pattinson as Batman first or just the overall movie first, do you think? I said I'd start with Robert Pattinson because like that, that's what's really turning people off about this movie. <laughs> yes, yes. It's like people are like, oh, yeah, new Batman. And then they're like, oh, Robert. The guy from Twilight. So uh, I'll just start first because I may have precognitioned this movie. But anyway, <laughs> um, here's what I'm just going to say. Robert Pattinson is um i feel like people just 
once once you're in a terrible movie, you're just not a good actor, which is not true. It's so not many, true at all. If that was true, Martin Scorsese would have been it would be a terrible director because he was in Shark Tale, which is not true. <laughs> but no, with Robert Pattinson, he's a good actor, especially in uh, a horror movie, which I wish I um, didn't see a bit of, which was a which was the Lighthouse. Um, it's with Willem Dafoe, and those two are like stuck in like a light lighthouse of some sort. It's psychologically horrifying, and I unfortunately watched a part of it. <laughs> but he was played such a good role in it. And I feel like it was just like, okay, if we want a young Batman, which is what this is centered on, right. yeah, Robert Pattinson would be perfect about yeah, this. You, you, want a, you want a guy who's young, who's insanely talented, and who you can run with five movies, maybe. And Robert Pattinson, I think, was a good choice. Yeah, and also you need someone to like make sure they are uh, fit, so you can have the obligatory take off the shirts. <laughs> this movie does yeah. not escape that trope, but honestly, I mean... It, honestly, it wasn't it? Look at his biceps. I mean, I'm in, I'm in for it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it just the back? I thought. I don't think they showed. A... No, no, no. They they show full front. I'm like, my goodness, that man has a six pack. Yes, they 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 need that for some reason. But, but no, no, I, in, in conclusion, Robert Pattinson is really really good as Bruce Wayne and as Batman. He does yeah. play a different Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he does. A I'll more get to that reclusive. Later. Yeah. I get to that later though. So Cooper, what do you think, well, Robert? I, uh, the first time I saw Pattinson was in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, a movie. And so you can't really see his talent there. He's just playing pretty boy with nothing else. And he still it looks like he's still kind of getting his feet. I'd, I've never seen Twilight, never will. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how, like, how is he? Is he is he okay, at least? In the, or... Here's the thing. It's just kind of painful because the, the problem with the Twilight movies is that they say such silly lines with such ferocity that they take their <laughs> art. But honestly, with Robert Pattinson, if he was saying an actual qual- quality line with that feeling, it honestly would have been good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, I also saw him in Tenet, the new Christopher Nolan movie. Oh, and that might be the only thing I actually have seen him in besides this. And I really liked him in there. He played a he's kind of the second lead character. Mm-hmm. And he, he played a really, really good job. Um, he, I mean, he did a really good job in that. So I think obviously he's extremely talented and he did a great job. And he's I mean, he is mass for 80 percent of this movie like he's batman for 80 percent maybe and he creates an entire character with just eyes and a smile i mean or i mean not even a smile of a mouth and i mean that that scene where he's on the the first crime scene and he's just walking around and looking at people with that menacing stare it's like yeah mm, this is batman right here yeah i think this is the first batman movie where Honestly, if like any Batman, like Burton's, the animated series one, um, Bales or uh, even Ben Affleck's, if any of them were like in the same room as me, I'd be a little shocked. But at the same time, be like, hey, you want like some of the drink or something like I would be very hospitable with them. Robert Pattinson's Batman is the first Batman where even if I had, I don't know, a gun with me, I would still not feel safe being in the same room as him. Like it's yeah. kind of that terrifying. Yeah, but at the same time, like it shows he's not he's not Ben Affleck's Batman in the sense that he's branding people, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that that was where I was like, hey, hey, hey hold on, Zach Snyder, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, well, might as well get into the overview of the movie. Yeah. Point. Okay. So real fast, do we want to do a non-spoiler review just because it's kind of a new movie, and then dive in? Yeah, very non-spoiler. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah. Okay. Just just a, a few non-minutes of non-spoiler review. I really like All this right. movie. I think it's a, probably the best Batman movie ever. Okay, now we'll talk about why that has some complications later on. But here for me and Quinn, 
thumbs up. Robert Pattinson does a good job as Batman. I think it's worth seeing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for older, for older kids. Definitely. And then for if any of you um, screening viewers are comic readers, which I'm guessing you guys aren't, if you <laughs> yes. guys want to prepare for like maybe the feeling of this movie, go to like the library or like a comic book shop and uh, get yourself a copy of maybe either uh, Batman Year One or Batman The Long Halloween. Well, Long Halloween is what I've heard is, is kind of based on. Yeah, it's those two. It's year one because it's a very young Batman. We're talking right. he's only been here like two years. And, you know, it's nice to know that like not everyone's good on their first job. And I'm like, oh, so he was struggling. He was struggling being Batman while I was struggling to be a good person at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yes. So oh, I should mention me and, me and Quinn did work at Chick-fil-A for and a couple of months together. So that was fun. It was kind of I, how, the, how could I relate to a orphan billionaire Batman? Just how yeah. can I? relate to that that's so weird but yeah anyway yeah i really do uh, but anyway yeah if you want to at least get the feeling at least flip through like a few pages of either of those comics because that's what's going to prepare you for it yeah and like quinn said earlier this is a detective batman i mean he does a lot of beating up people in this movie but he is first and foremost a detective and this is a a puzzle really a puzzle of a all movie right. so all right, I can't get all, right. all right yeah. now moving into the spoiler section be warned okay quinn what's your spoiler review now Oh boy. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say. So people were also turned off by the Riddler. People think he looks like a trash bag, which first of all, you're <laughs> right. He does look like it kind of. Here's thing to say. Riddler has been one of my favorite Batman villains of all time. And yeah, I know that's very unpopular opinion. He's, but he he's been my favorite villain ever since they opened up the Riddler ride at Six Flags near us. Yeah. I still <laughs> am wondering if it was a good idea to go on that with you. Yeah. But anyway, it's... but, um, but no, just the, but no, just Riddler is just played so different, but so great in this. Yeah. Because I just love this battle of wits that both of them are at. Yeah. Oh, I, also- I love, okay. I love the part where at the very end when he's captured and he's talking to Batman, he goes, we're on the same team here. Like yeah. that's, that's really cool. Like the, I mean, okay, not really cool, but it's really creative to have the thing that Riddler thinks he's playing a game with Batman and they're on the same team. Like that's really, really fun. Yeah, it's hard, but and also people really um, people really are kind of turned off that like he's a uh, sort of an influencer of some sort. Like he uh, oh yes yes. Video. So here's what I'm gonna say about that. I'll get to this later, but that plays a very very pivotal role in one of the uh, movie's um main themes that I think people are not catching. But also Catwoman. Yeah. How did this movie not make me hate Catwoman? She's yeah, I know. My- Seriously, like how. She's one of my least favorite characters in the Batman mythos, mostly just because it's like she's either an actual competent character or just something to distract Batman. And just like, okay, no, 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 make her an actual competent character. And then they did, which I'm like, good. Yeah. And I mean, then, and uh, yeah. to be fair, like this, the the girl has been a trope in recent action movies that has been worn out with Black Widow, with mm-hmm. all these other things, Captain Marvel. And yet in this movie, I think it's this is the best example of that. Like it's done extremely well. Mm-hmm. To where she can still like knock people out, but realistically, Batman can easily keep her down, right? But yeah. and she's just a great character as well. So, yeah, exactly. Also, yeah, because it, it's great. Also, how pivotal she is to the story. Like, if you took her out of the story, it would not work. Yeah, so. it, it, you need. Yeah, yeah. Also, Penguin. Okay, he is honestly one of the highlights in the movie. He is. <laughs> he is so so fun to just watch and just to. It's just if you. 
I'm pretty sure no one has seen The Godfather or Goodfellas or anything like that, but I'm just like, I feel like they just took a character from there. Yeah, for sure. Um, if there is one complaint I have with him, where was his umbrella? Like, I know weaponized umbrellas would be way too comic booky and way too silly for this. Uh, yeah, for this for this movie, for sure. But, yes. like, have him just carry an umbrella everywhere, at least. Like, come, and, and on. come on. It's raining, like, the entire time Give in Gotham in this movie. It was right there. I don't know. Just, I don't know. That's my little tangent. But, I mean, come on. He, he, you could tell Colin Farrell was having so much fun. I mean, oh, like, yes. Oh, whoa, yes. whoa. Take it easy, sweetheart. Just and the then, whole. I got you. That scene just from the, the car chase. And the fact that, like, when he finally gets caught and, like, he's, like, um, twist-tied and they leave him there to waddle like a penguin. <laughs> yes. I'm just like, yes, that is how you make a character called the penguin, actually. Yeah. Penguin. That's funny. Okay, one more thing about the Riddler. I like a lot of things. And I like I don't I don't like one thing. So I I like a, I like him in his mask. I mean, half of this movie is just him breathing in his mask. So you know, but like he he plays an actual an actual character, uh, and I really like him. And I like like I said the thorough line of he thinks he's playing a game with Batman, and they're on the same team. And the second thing that I like is at the very end when he realizes that he and Batman aren't on the same team, he kind of loses his cool. Right from there, he's cool and collected, and then he just kind of falls away. So I like that part. I don't like where he got with that, which is he's just a crazy serial serial killer now that who's psychologically, you know, bad and is now just depressed. I don't like him acting after that fact. I like all this stuff before, and I like the fact that he kind of loses his cool. But I don't. I'm not sure. I like the just serial killer. Everything is falling away afterwards. I don't know. I see. I get it um oh i was gonna say one key um one key character that is not spoken enough is jeffrey wright's commissioner gordon oh he he is so he is so awesome man i i've been a fan of jeffrey wright i've seen him in a couple of movies and he's just so good at all of them and in this one i don't know they perfectly encapsulate commissioner gordon's and batman's um relationship buddy relationship yeah because I, the feeling I get from their relationship is basically like, hey, we know almost nothing personal about each other. Right. Yet we would both openly take at least five bullets for each other. I don't yeah. know. That yeah. unspoken friendship between the two that I just love. And, and, it, and it works because they're both incre- incredibly good actors and they're both able to just kind of make up that chemistry. Like Gordon always calls Batman man. It's like, come on, man. Could have pulled that punch. He always says that, right? He always yeah. says man. And, and it just adds like another level to their relationship. They just do a great job. And yeah, he's, he is so awesome as Gordon. Okay. For okay. Sure. One part I need to talk about. Um, are we going to get to the part where we talk about the mystery itself? Cause I have a lot of. Uh... Absolutely. Um, I'll just say one more thing. Yeah. I have to beat up Spider-Man no way home on this podcast. Oh no. Okay. Uh, so Quinn, you, you, you know this, I, I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man no way home. Yeah. And, and I don't get it. I don't know why you're not. Anyway. One of the reasons why is evidenced by the fact that this movie does something that Spider-Man No Way Home does not. And that's actually have a structure and a plot. <laughs> this movie has structure. It has things that move from point A to point B. Everything has a reason, has setups and payoffs. It has a fun mystery box. Spider-Man No Way Home is if they just threw a bunch of cool ideas in a blender and the movie popped out with lazy writing, with no structure, and with basically no plot. And the plot is stupid. This so. is another battle for another day and another podcast episode. <laughs> All that to say, I think we can agree this movie structurally is impeccable. 
I mean, yeah, I was going to say structurally, this is definitely better than No Way Home. But again, once we get to like No Way Home, I got some thoughts about your opinion. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Different day, day, though. (laughs) Different day, different day. I was going to say one more thing. What was I going to say? I forget. So go ahead. Talk about the puzzle box, the mystery. Go ahead. Okay. So first of all, I just, I love the riddles in this because mm-hmm. they are just so good. I actually solved, um, I think I solved four in the, <laughs> the end before Batman did, which honestly, first of all, made me think I need to be in, I need to be a detective. That's me. That's my, that's my <laughs> new, um, career, but they're so smart and they're so thematic with what happens. Like the first riddle, which is what does a, what does a a lying man do when he's dead? Yeah. And I'm like, he lies still. And I'm just like, Oh, that's just so good. Cause again, his whole theme is no more lies. Right. It's, it's yeah. And then like the bomb scene. Oh my gosh. The bomb scene. First of all, I think I lost maybe five pounds of sweat from that scene alone. Yeah. That this movie has some insane, like, it doesn't, I don't think it ever dips into horror, but it has some insane like tension builder scenes. Yes, because sure. yes, because like the three riddles he is given, it's all about the corruption of Gotham. Right. Like I can be poetic, I can be violence, and I can be this. What am I? And it's justice. Yeah. Just all of this. And it just works so, so well. I also love how just excited the riddler is when like <laughs> yes. Batman keeps answering them. Yes. It's just like, oh, 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 one more to go. Like, can we get this guy a, a game show of some sort? Because yeah, he's rocking it. Yeah, every time, every time he's in his mask and he's having fun, like it's a, it's a pretty, it's pretty just, good. So yeah, but yeah, yeah, honestly, yeah. But I was gonna say, I love how the mystery isn't something that's like, whoa, I never thought of that or anything, and like you have to watch it again to find it. This yeah. is one where you can see, oh all of these lead up to and then just yeah yeah i will say i think the 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 rat with wings i mean yeah i get penguin but falcone really you didn't think of that like earlier yeah i was gonna say i was actually that was the one i couldn't really solve because i'm like well i'm oh i already assumed batman but i'm just like but that wouldn't work because he doesn't want that dead but and and also it makes sense at the end because he thinks that batman is on the same team Mm mm-hmm and also, by the way, just for future reference, bat, bats are not rats with wings. They are sky puppies. That's what they are. Sky puppies were ugly. Exactly. Okay, right. I want to talk about one thing real fast and then another thing. Do you have anything to say about the, about the puzzle box? I was going to talk about like the big plot twist of the movie. Oh, the puzzle box. Okay. By puzzle box, do you, do you mean like his apartment or like what happened? Oh, the, the mystery. Just a mystery in general. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, just such a fun mystery. Just, oh, I just, I just love it so much. I'm just like, this is what a mystery would be like in a Batman comic, which I love when comic book movies are <laughs> comic book movies. Yeah. And okay, one more thing about like the comic book things. This movie isn't a comic book movie in a sense of it's not in a comic book world. Like this is set in... 1980 Chicago or something like it's actually no it's actually set modern day because there's a lot of smartphones true I mean I'm saying like to get the feel of like what this movie is like it's 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 set in the real world for sure and Batman doesn't do anything that Batman couldn't do in the real world and there's no like like there's no penguin carrying around a supercharged umbrella or anything like that even the bat even the Batmobile is just a souped up old car which is so I, I'm not a huge fan of the Batmobile, by the way, in this movie, but that's just me. Honestly, here's the thing. The Batmobile was not really a main focus. Yeah, because they decided to throw it in because the studio wanted to throw it in. 
Well, also because I feel like the reason why is because um, if you looked in the background, it's one of my favorite background details, you can see he's kind of, Alfred and him are kind of working on the Batmobile. Yeah, that's true. Like, before right. it's even taken out, you can see sort of like there's blueprints everywhere. You can see like the engine that like is going to superpower. It's still like, you know, not attached to the car. So I think the reason why is because it's still in testing. Like they're yeah. not just going to throw that out. Yeah, oh, I just know nerfing we could talk about. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the plot twist, which is oh, Falcone yes. is controlling everything. Okay. Couple right. things. Number one, uh, for some reason, this made it just be me. I was completely lost on the whole like drug busting thing. They talked. They keep. They kept bringing it up. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? I don't think it was ever really clearly explained or anything like that. And so I think for whatever reason, I just missed a lot of that. And then at the end, it was just Falcone is controlling everything, and I'm like, I was a little disappointed in that. I was like, guys. That many begins did this. Mm. So why are we doing it again? Kind of thing. I was gonna say I have a different take on this. So I honestly, one of the reasons why I don't like bringing up Batman in conversations is people are just like, oh, why don't you just give his money to the poor or just you know <laughs> give charity? I'm like, here's the thing, guys. Gotham City is like countries in Africa corrupt. Like we're talking like it's beyond almost like saving to the point where I'm like, Batman might be the only way to save this city. Right. Not good, but. Well, it's like he talks about in the opening like monologue. I think I make a difference, but I don't know if I am or not. That kind of thing. Um, I have like so much to say about the opening monologue. Okay. Let's just, let's just talk about the opening monologue real fast. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. This is, this is some of my favorite part. I, I don't know I want I don't want to say favorite part in cinema, but that opening monologue and that this that that whole sequence of shots is insane. It's so good. I no joke, just it is something. It was so what I wanted out of a uh, out of a Batman film, just because I'm just like that's how it always starts in all these all these all the comics is it's always just like a narration of some sort of monologue, kind of showing. Honestly, my head canon is that he says this to himself in the mirror because he just needs to psych himself up. Oh, but he's, um, he's just reading his diary. Something like that. He's reading that, that, would, that, that would be pretty cool, though. He's like, that sign is the sky. It's not just a call. It's a warning. Just I saying mean, in the mirror in front of it. Yeah, that exactly. definitely seems great. I think great. he just needs to psych himself up. But anyway, I just love it because first, it perfectly encapsulates. First of all, I love how it's set in a Halloween, first of all, because I'm just like, yes, long Halloween vibes. But Yeah, anyway. they definitely threw some Easter eggs in. But I just love, one of my favorite parts of it is I love how like when the bat signal finally shows the um, the crooks that like see it immediately. I'm pretty sure they'll need a new change of pants because I think yes. they They've either um, peed or crapped themselves. One of the two. They are just like, it is Batman. I am out of here. And I just love that because that's what we need in a Batman. Need him to be scary to criminals. Yeah. And it's that, it's that one line he says. He says, they think I hide in the shadows, but I am the shadows. Right. It's They they immediately, the bat signal hits the sky, look everywhere for Batman. And I love and the how guy they doesn't always go look at like a dark alley or like a <laughs> right. Because I, I was expecting Batman to like just leap out of any of those, which again, then may put me in the criminal spots, right? Which is horrifying. Yeah, just oh, it's just so, oh, it's just so, so good. I mean, when that when that guy in the in the mask just looks up and sees the sky, and you can eat, you can tell he's scared. You're just like, yay, Batman. And then yeah, 
And then the fight scene that leads up to this, which we might as well talk about the fight scene. Oh my goodness. I think what happened was Matt Reeves looked at the warehouse scene in Batman Batman vs. Superman, said, (laughs) pitiful, and just gave a... So I was going to say, Cooper, have you ever heard someone get, like, punched in real life? Like, have you ever heard, like, the sound it makes? No, I mean, probably. I don't, I have. So I, I saw, so I've heard, like, I've heard it, not because I was the one who dealt the punch, but anyway. But you, you it got punched? feels like a thud of some sort. It feels like a weird thud. This perfectly encapsulates what a realistic punch feels like. And just every single criminal he beats up, first of all, Love how in this Batman film he doesn't kill anyone, or more yeah. like he in, he doesn't indirectly kill. Someone. Well, I mean, he I mean, he throws a couple people off buildings, like no, he, he doesn't throw anyone off buildings. You're thinking of Arkham. You're thinking of the Arkham games. That's probably what it is, because that's the, okay. But no, no, no. But I mean, he doesn't indirectly kill kill people, because I mean, like there's that the highway scene. I mean, there are definitely a few drivers that died, but yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things where it's like. I mean, yeah, but anyway, but like in a fight scene, even when like he tases that guy to Kingdom Come, still he does not. Um, <laughs> he still does not. Um, well, and let's be honest. I don't know how, how, how. I don't know. Batman punches some people hard enough to where they could conceivably not come back from that. Um, I know. I was gonna say, but the thing is, with with um with superheroes in general, the not killing rule is kind of hard to do because some just have super strength. So like, yeah, some, like, tiny punch is just like a. Like a, a atomic bomb. Oh, yeah. And then you have the Avengers where it's like collateral damage kills millions. <laughs> and just you know? like when, or just like with Captain America, just like dragging a guy behind his motorcycle. I'm like, that guy is so dead. But no, in right. this one, I'm just well, like, I don't know. Just glad that like he doesn't kill that many people. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, that's a good actually part of Batman v Superman is the whole reason Batman is motivated to do what he wants to do is because he sees Superman with Zod just kill people people he loves and destroy a city basically so yeah but anyway yeah fight scenes are awesome it'll make them it'll make you squirm in your seat and make you not want to wait yeah way well i want you to stare at it yeah they're uh they're well choreographed as well you can see what's happening and like batman begins and there's that my favorite one is probably near the end when they're in um the bar or not the well yeah the, the anyway and they're the only light you can see is by the guns shooting at Batman oh, as he mows through the guys, and that's oh it's so awesome. That was just, I don't know, that was just art there. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm kind of worried about like our uh, time limit with like the uh, eight minutes. We can, we can just if it, if it runs out, we'll leave, come back in, start a new recording. No big deal. Oh, you gotcha. But anyway, okay, okay, now, um, fight scenes. Fight, any more things? Alfred, do you have anything on Alfred? I, I, I love Andy Circus's Alfred, one of my favorite Andy Circus's performances, I think really i like him a lot i think somebody somebody said this so i can't take credit for it but one of the things that i really love is how he calls him bruce he doesn't say i mean we all love matt we all we like michael kane right and we love him saying master wayne but having having alfred just call batman bruce like that's that's a good it's a good thing i do feel like i don't know it's just this is one probably one of my only tiny tiny nitpicks I don't think he was in that movie for like as long as I wanted him to be. Yeah, I, I, he wasn't. I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like he could have been in there for a bit. Also, the part where he turns, also the part where capture him as a chimpanzee. I mean, that's just a weird scene in general. Anyway, <laughs> no, that didn't happen. Wish it did. Yeah. Well, it, it, the thing is about 
side there are so many colorful side characters in this movie mm-hmm. it's like you could wish that all even falcone is really awesome like he's not he's not fat or anything like he is in batman begins but yeah. he's just yeah but he, he's still slimy and greasy and he's a really fun character he's someone so, you just want to just ring around the neck and you're just like just yeah yeah exactly but all all the side characters in the movie are incredibly fun but mm-hmm. yeah alfred i wish we could have seen more of and i think We'll get to you later. We're going to refute Ben Shapiro's review of this movie because I think oh, it's a yes. terrible review. But one of the things that I think he got wrong, and some people do get wrong, like my friend Isaiah, who's on the podcast, when he he thinks this movie is a bit more uh, woke, I guess is probably the right word, in a sense of like paying for the sins of your father, I guess. Like mm. the Riddler wants everybody, he wants Batman to pay for the sins. And I think one of the reasons why I disagree with that is the movie wants you to believe Alfred when he says that Batman's when when Batman's dad isn't corrupt. He said he made one poor decision. He was trying to save his family and he 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 was going to do the right thing until he got killed. Right. And I think the movie wants you to believe Alfred. I think that um, Andy Serkis has a great job making that believable as well and making the character trustworthy enough to where you could believe him. So. All right. I was going to say when when they, when they got to that part about the Arkhams and the uh, t- and yeah. the Elwains. Okay, I was like so excited because you probably don't know this, Cooper, because I I, I, I not because you're not smart, but because you just you probably don't read that many comics. It's true. I was like, is this leading up to like the Legion, the uh, Court of Owls? Because it better. Because for all you non-comic book readers, which is probably everyone now, but for all you guys right there, the Court of Owls is basically all of um all of uh, Gotham's wealthiest families and elite elitists yeah. who dress up, who um, have owl masks and basically um, basically are the puppet masters of Gotham City itself. They control everything. It's basically Gotham's version of the Illuminati. Yeah. And I'm like, please lead up to that because that would be so thematically great. It also, I just really want to see Court of Owls in a movie, but it didn't happen. But I'm just like, it was set up just such a missed opportunity. I don't know. doesn't make the movie bad, but just, Missed opportunity there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, one more thing that I think we need to talk about. Do you think this movie is overly violent at all? Okay, so here's the thing. Um, okay, real fast. I, before we say this, I should preface this. Quinn has a higher violence tolerance right. than pretty much all of you guys, including me. Um, he also isn't necessarily disturbed by it. Like you've seen the new Suicide Squad movie. Let's just put it yes, that way. Right. And, I love it with a and he mask. loves it. And no, we can never do an episode on that because no. no one would have ever watched it. But and and I told Quinn, I said, even before that movie came out, I told him why I wasn't gonna like the movie. And I wasn't even gonna see it at all. And mm-hmm. Quinn's like, You're absolutely right, Cooper, but I'm still gonna like this movie and watch it. Yes, because uh, yes, because the thing is so Okay, so first of all, the Suicide Squad, yes, I was going to say it is not as violent as Suicide Squad because in the Suicide Squad, you have a shark man eating people. You got like, yeah, I could rant about Suicide Squad all day, but this is a Batman Batman review. So the Batman, is it very overly violent? I wouldn't say that. I would say it's overly brutal. Okay. <laughs> because there's a difference between being violent and being brutal. Violent, okay, I see what you mean. Like, I see what you mean. Like you, you can't blame, you can't blame a war movie for being overly violent. Yeah, brutal is like, oh, like he just punched that guy in the face like eight times. Like, like he didn't need to go there. And like all that. Yeah. And my dad, we saw this movie together. My dad didn't like this movie a lot. And 
really the whole reason was because he just didn't love like that stuff. Like he, mm. and it's same thing happened in black widow when Valcone like punches Catwoman and is like, like, that's just, you don't need to go there guys. Yeah. You don't need true. to go there. And it's the same thing on black widow when that happened when they punched her, like it's just, you know, yeah. No, I was going to say, yeah, with a few Cooper, it's just like when there's when there's like uh, some blood or something, you're just like, ew. With me, no, I'm, I'm like, yeah. Well, and the thing is, this movie is, it's close to being R-rated, honestly. The honestly, only thing I that keeps like... it from being R-rated is there's no blood. Yeah. Right. And it's it's an, it's it's R-rated violence with no blood. And it's, it is overly violent, which is bad because I like this movie a lot. But it All prevents right. me from recommending it to a lot of people, though. I was going to say, yeah, that's the thing. I was going to say, it's also a very intense Batman movie, I'd say. Like, even if I was watching this at home, because I was watching it in a theater where, like, they're blasting the volume. Yeah. So, even if I was at home, I still think this would be a pretty in- intense one. So, I mean, that's kind of why um, I don't think, that's why this movie didn't, like, you know, bring in the Marvel numbers. Because, well, I mean. It did. It made a lot of money. It made $800 million or something. No, of course, it made money, but, like, Marvel money is, like, almost a billion and all of that. And the reason why is because you make something that's sort of, like, a bit br- brutal or, like, a bit yeah. more rated, you're going to lose some of your audience. That's why, like, a few other movies did do well, like My Beloved Suicide Squad, which did not do well. Well, it's also well. R-rated, so. I mean, and it's true. on streaming. Yeah, that one. But no. All righty. Should we get into... Uh... Yeah, hang on. Real fast. So Batman did make $767 million, which, as you mentioned, is a far cry from Marvel. But and I agree. I'm sure a lot of kids still saw this. They shouldn't have seen it, but they did. <laughs> and then because... we'll never be able to unsee it again. <laughs> yeah. For example, Doctor Strange, which literally came out as of this recording five days ago, has made half of that already. More yeah. than half of that. So. Yeah, like... Although people are not saying uh, good things about that one. I don't know. They haven't. They aren't. Yeah. All right. Quinn, I think one of the things left to us to do is to the two things. First, talk about the kind of theme of the movie, which is Batman has to be more than vengeance. And then secondly, refute Mr. Ben Shapiro's review of this movie. So even before I saw this movie, I saw his or listened to his review. Mm-hmm. And even then, I did think it was a great review because number one, we haven't talked about this. The score of this movie is insane. Yes, it is. It is. Michael Giacchino does a great job. Bum, 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 bum. The fact that he has bum, not been nominated bum, since bum. Up is a crime. Yeah, he, he he has a lot of great stuff. I love Michael Giacchino. This movie has a great score. And Ben Shapiro's like, the score is meh. And I'm like, the score is... Anyway, first sign that it wasn't a good review. Second sign, everybody in the comments completely disagreed with him. <laughs> so, but the people in the comments are disagreeing with Ben Shapiro. You know that's a bad review right there. Exactly. And then, anyway, then he he... He didn't like he so he the, for people who haven't seen it still and you're still listening for whatever reason the theme of the movie at the end is Batman, Batman has to become more than vengeance and what's meant by that is at the very beginning of the movie the, the fight scene we talked about he beats up a bunch of like street gangs guys and then they ask him who he is and he says I'm vengeance um, and then like we mentioned he talks with the Riddler near the end and the Riddler says we're on the same team we're helping each other. And that man realizes instead of becoming the hero of Gotham, he's kind of inspired the Riddler to do what he did, mm-hmm. right? To expose the corruption in a, in a violent way, in a, in a sense. And so he realizes that, okay, in order to do that, I need to become more than vengeance. And so at the very end, he pummels this guy yeah. who says, I'm vengeance, and then realizes, oh, wait, I need to actually help the city instead of continuing to beat up this guy. Yeah. Anyway. 
Ben Shapiro says that's betraying Batman. These people yeah. hate Batman. They don't want him to. They don't want him to beat up bad guys anymore. They just want him to become a pacifist symbol for the left or something like that. And I think that's a terrible reading of this movie. So Quinn, you're shaking your head like 20 times. Go ahead and say your right. your thoughts. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So but see, I don't think this is a uh, kind of um. This isn't betraying Batman. In fact, if anything, uh, one thing I think people don't get is that Batman at his core is still in the end, even though he has no powers, is still a superhero. So in doing so, one of the things we don't, we forget as forget about being a superhero. It's not all about fighting villains and like, you know, taking out all these criminals. It's also about putting your needs um, before putting your needs away and helping other people. And that's what he does with like the road flare when he turns right. into the water, pulls the road flare and just helps guide people out of the water. I'm just like, that's him not being a symbol of vengeance or anything. That's him being, that's him being a, um, an I actual father, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think it's betraying him at all. Ben Shapiro, I'm sorry, man, but no, you're not getting it right. You're not getting it right. <laughs> and by the way, these people don't hate Batman. Mm-hmm. They gave him, as we agree, one of the best Batman movies of all time. They gave him actually a good story, a good supporting cast. Yes. And made him learn a real lesson, which is, yeah. I don't know what, what Batman learned in Nolan, that he needs to be a Dark Knight or something. But this yeah. Batman has already had more character growth in one movie than, you know, than Christopher, Christian Bale's Batman had over three movies. Yeah, because so. it's, it's kind of weird in a Batman movie. We've never really seen this before, have Batman have a arc. Right. Established character. He's one of like the most popular characters of all time. Right. So people were like, oh, he doesn't need an arc or something. But like, yeah, no, he doesn't need an arc. That, like ca- these characters still need to grow in some way or some sort. Right. And, I was going to say, I don't know if I talk a bit about the main theme a bit because yeah, I feel like it runs deeper. So I was going to say, when, I was going to say, if you were paying close attention, you said I'd bring up, uh, talk about the uh, Riddler's Instagram um, streaming later. So here's the reason why. I honestly think it was a good idea to have him um be a sort of influencer in a way because in the end so in the final act what happens is so the ruler was locked up but then reveals he's like yo i got like a bunch of cray cray people <laughs> a bunch of rifles and who also look like me which by the way um surprise first of all just uh congratulations to like his followers for having like a perfect replication of his costume like i have no idea how they did but just good on them but anyway <laughs> But no, they're basically gonna go down to like the electing place and like shoot them, shoot the newly elected mayor and a bunch of other people. And they're gonna flood the city. Yeah, and like flood the city and all that, which they succeed in that part. But but the problem, but I was gonna say this really just had an impact on me because I really think the true um message of this movie is the power of influence, what you have on people, the influence you have on people. Because Cooper, you're a um, you're the oldest of like your family, I yep. would assume. Yeah, I am. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, so whatever you do, I mean, like your, your um, two sisters and to a certain extent, some of your friends like look up to you in a way of like, oh, Cooper's doing it like this, then I should be doing it like this. And I have a few younger friends who are like in fourth or fifth grade and all that. And I started accidentally teaching them bad habits. And I realized like I have influence over these, right. over my friends. And with like the popularity of social media, yes, I'm taking this stand. Sorry, I'm getting up on that soapbox. But... <laughs> I don't care. It's just with the with the trend of influencers and people just following other people making kind of tiny little cults almost. 
the influence you have on someone is going to be very, very, very important because it's just a chain reaction. Parents influence their kids, kids influence their friends. It keeps going. And I just think that Batman realized he was setting a bad influence on this city. Right. And that's a terrible feeling to have to realize that you have you have basically corrupted someone into doing your bad habits yeah i think that's never been explored in a movie and that's why i think the social media part was warranted because i'm like guys there's probably some kind of crazy out there in a mask right now that's probably doing exactly what they're they're, doing they're called antifa (laughs) like i seriously here's the thing matt reeves is definitely not a conservative in any way but the fact of the matter is, it does kind of seem like he is having Batman beat up Antifa at the end. Like that that's kind of how it uh, Yeah, feels. I mean, but, there might be. I mean, you know, some some politics will leak in there. But yeah, in the end, just influence is really just such a powerful thing nowadays. Just it really is. It honestly is. I mean, no. how else do you think we've gotten like a lot a lot more riots at like, you know, at like, you know, the um the Congress or at um all state capitals, yeah. Yeah, riots in general have just been coming up because people have been influenced by other people, basically. Yeah, I think you're right, totally right. And because the more than vengeance thing applies just to Batman, but the influence thing applies to everybody. It's mm-hmm. Batman realizing, actually, me and the Riddler we're not so different, and I need to make the difference. And we both have influence. I'm gonna use my influence in the correct way. Please can use it in the wrong way on social media. So. Absolutely exactly. agree. Good take on there. And that's why the sequel is going to have Batman start an Instagram account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to call, be called the Batman Instagram live stream. Okay, right, one more thing I to talk know. about. Uh, yeah. Joker, they threw him in there. What do you think? Uh, oh, boy. What do I think about this? So I don't hate him. First yeah. of all, I didn't know it was the Joker. I thought it might be like Mr. Zenzax. It might have been Calendar Man. It might have been, it, it could have been a few other people. Yeah. But when I realized it was the Joker, I'm like, let's just, I feel like people, I think what needs to happen is there's a treasure trove of Batman's rogues gallery. Yeah, there are. That we are just taking into account. Like, here's the thing some top villains I wanted to see in a sequel, which is why I was going to ask if like you had like a sequel idea. Yeah. My sequel idea is honestly to either have, and this would work with the themes, either have Scarecrow be next. That would yeah. work with, like the fear part. Because honestly, that would probably take it to an R rating now. <laughs> but <that> would, <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think he wants to make a PG-13 movie. I think yeah, like that. still. But yeah, either Scarecrow, because that would just show that like Batman uses fear wrong. It could either be Poison Ivy, because environmentalism is a very, very, um, very, very, um, it's a very um, hot topic right now. And <laughs> yeah. like, and, and I, I would definitely see, I, Ivy would definitely be like a uh, influencer of some sort because of two reasons. One, probably. You know, I, could, I could see her being, have a doppelganger identity as like a politician or something like that. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Like I would honestly, honestly, like use Poison, Poison Ivy would be great. And then honestly, again, I, I said this before in this uh, episode, but I'll say it again. Just let's keep going with the corruption of Gotham and bring in the Court of Owls because those, we just need that. A movie and not in a garbage CW yeah. series because Gotham, my goodness, I hate that show. But anyway, oh yeah, one more thing I want to I want to say is they didn't make me. I mean the the elites are being corrupt is like a a thing that's been going on a lot recently as well uh, in movies. And I think this movie, like we said with Catwoman, they didn't make me hate it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think because it it's not it, it doesn't try to message that really. It it does, and obviously you said politics will leak in, 
but it it really is just a plot of the movie and things like that so yeah uh, I was gonna say Cooper any last thoughts about this movie any last thoughts uh I, I love this movie a lot and my only hesitation is it's like Quinn said overly brutal and that and that's really my big hesitation with it I'd say but other than that I love it a lot right, so yeah. Final thoughts, I just really think that the message of this movie is something that's very much being overshadowed by just the action and all that. But I think it's just such a it's just such a good message to just have. Yeah. And honestly, I would watch, I'd honestly recommend this movie to anyone just for that message, just because people need to hear that. Yeah. Because I know it, I know to some people it could like, you know, lean to the left or lean to the right. But in the end, it's a message for all of us, even if you are a guy who dresses up in a bat costume and <laughs> yeah. eats up people. Yeah. And, but, and right. it, it's, it is a good character art for Batman to have as well. Indeed. For sure. All right. All right. Well, how many um, Batmobiles out of 10 do you give the Batman? I give uh, Batmobiles, uh, how many Batmobiles? I give it a 10 out of 10 Batmobiles. Okay. Oh, I'm going to give it nine and a half. I love it. I'm just going to dock it for being a little bit, a little bit too brutal. But besides that, solid. Okay. Well, Quinn, we do some donor shout outs. You know what that is? I say the donor. And then you say which rogues gallery from Batman do you think they would be? Okay. Okay. All right, Mr. Mrs. Ryetsky. All right. I honestly I would see her as being the calendar man for some reason. (laughs) Okay. And then lastly, Mike and Sylvia. Oh, Sylvia. Oh, honestly, um, looking at we're looking at uh magpie here. Magpie. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to that really long review of me and Quinn talk about the Batman. If you like me and Quinn talking about movies, make sure you go support us at patreon.com forward slash the screening. Donate $5 or more, you get a donor shout out here on the show. Donate $10 or more, you get access to some bonus content, including a bonus episode of me and Quinn talking about Soul, the new Pixar movie. Great episode. I love that episode a lot. Go listen to it. But besides that, make sure you tell your friends, go see the Batman if you're old enough, and leave us a five star rating interview. And Quinn, I'm going to say, until next time, and then you say, this has been the screening. Okay? This has been the screening. Right, I have to say, until next time, and then you say it. But I don't understand. <laughs> until next time, this is the screening.